All right, we are official. So welcome back to the Brutally Honest podcast. Uh, I are the Brutally Honest Loan Officer podcast, but everything with this. Uh, I'm Stephen Brock. And I am Derek Brown. We are both loan officers at the mortgage firm uh, in Florida. So we've got another episode coming at you today. This is a fun one because we have another guest. None other than FSU superstar, 2022 FSU Business Hall of Fame member, founder and CEO of our amazing company, The Mortgage Firm. This is Brett Lindquist. Wow. Nice introduction, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, man. We're super excited to have you. I I appreciate you. I I hear you guys are doing a great job, so I wanted wanted to see what it was all about. Well, we're having fun. Great job is in question. Having yeah. fun. We're having fun doing it. Yeah, that's that's our key there. All right. Uh, but let's get started. So um, we ask every um, person that comes on our podcast the same initial question. Super important. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is no hesitation. Not that immediate. Yes. Love it. Okay. All right, I like Sherry. Sherry thought about it for a moment before she said, "Yeah, no, yeah." So Brett believes in aliens. Okay, have you ever yes. met one? I am one. I'm oh. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I do enjoy those shows. They're finally starting to show a lot more uh, the aliens, you know that that NASA's found. So I love it. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Brett Lindquist believes in aliens. <laughs> All right, bro, Brett. Uh, so welcome to our podcast. So. For those that don't know, like like we know you, you know, I will say, you know, what are we? Are we considered a, I don't think we're considered a small business, a medium business, large business, but you know, most people don't have this one on one with their CEO all the time. But uh, give us a little background on yourself. Where are you from? How'd you get started in the mortgage business? Everything like that. Okay. So uh, what's interesting? Growing up, my father worked for Sheridan Hotels, and so I lived in Sheridan until I was thirteen, actually, all over the country. But we lived in hotels. And then when um, uh, when my parents first bought a house when I was 13, I remember standing in the front of the house on the road, looking at the house going, how do people do this? And so it's really weird that at 13 years old, and now I'm doing what I thought of that thought 13 years later. So um, went to high school, of course, went to college at Florida State. I signed up for hotel restaurant management. And I thought, wait a minute, I don't want to do this because my father never left his job. I mean, he had to be a workaholic because he was around it all the time. And so I switched over to finance and uh, majored in finance and real estate, um, ended up you know, graduating school. And, and when I graduated, uh, banks did most of the loans for housing. And so I, I kind of stumbled into it, believe it or not, um, a, a, a Doug Turner um, is is uh his stepson works with us actually Richard Peake but uh, he gave me my first job in the mortgage industry and the rest is history so I've been I've been in it this is my uh 40th year wow that's incredible I'm 36 years old so I was negative four when you got started in the business <laughs> how's that make you feel Brett yeah I know, that's what I'm saying <laughs> that's awesome man I am Brett, I got to tell you, I'm really proud of you because throughout that little monologue, you did not mention swimming at FSU. That might be a first. Well, you, you mentioned it in the <laughs> monologue, so I guess I'm, is that coming? <laughs> Actually, uh, so 
the, the, there's kind of a joke in our company because I always mentioned I swam at Florida State. Uh, but it also has to do with some of my philosophies. You know, the um, I had, I'm, I'm a big fan of having coaching. I think it has a lot to do, or a coach told me, I had a Navy SEAL coach in me that said, you like coaching because you got told what to do all the time by all your coaches. So I always have three or four coaches going all the time. And, uh, and I'm a big fan of coaching. We have a coaching program within our company. So, uh, and it's yeah. really important that, that we have that. That's awesome. Um, okay. So that's when you got started in the mortgage business. What led you to start the mortgage firm? How did that get created? So I was uh, with two or three different companies before we started this one. And uh, one of the partners, Russell Stewart, is a friend. And, and he called and said, hey, we're thinking about starting a company. This is 10 years into my, uh, you know, being in the business. So I got a background of, and knowledge about the business. And, and then the other part of Todd Pearson, those two worked together and they called me and said, Hey, we're thinking about doing something. So, um, that's, that's how it started. Uh, I'm, I'm a team player and I, I wouldn't have wanted to start something on my own. So it worked out great that we had, had two partners right off the bat and we all kind of focus on our strengths. I'm, I'm big in sales uh, Todd's big in sales and ops and Russell's an accountant, uh, you know, payroll and, and books guys. So what we were all able to use our strengths to, to grow the company. So it worked out great. I love it. And here we are today. Yes. Our 30, was this our 30th year? We started in 95. So we're going on our 29th, yeah, 30th 29th year. going yeah. into 30. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. So with the history of the company, everything that you're talking about, what is your vision with the company? Maybe in like the next five years, what are some of the you know main goals high up that we're trying to to achieve? Well, so let me step back a little bit. Going backward, um, you know, we were into growth mode. Uh, we uh, are after about ten years, we had that mortgage meltdown hit in like seven, eight, nine, and we went, oh, we better start growing us going to be in trouble because the the volumes dropped so much so we had a growth strategy of adding like three to five branches uh, a year and that took place um till about three years ago and so right now we're super focused on uh technology and speed to close speed to approval and making sure that um that uh, we we have the best platform going forward with personal relationships with our loan officers with our with the referral partners like realtors or builders or financial planners, and then also you know getting the loans done as quick as possible with great communication with the borrower, realtor, anybody who's involved with the loan because that's where where we get most of our business right is from referral partners like realtors or financial planners and accountants and then our our people we've done loans for our database of people. Yeah. I love that, and I do think that you know we stand apart from a lot of other mortgage companies out there. Um, what do you think specifically helps our company differentiate itself from other mortgage lenders? I think the biggest thing, our secret sauce is the relationships within the company. So, you know, we have our loan officers and managers have direct access to the head underwriter, head closer, head, you know, head funders, everybody. So we want to make sure that everyone has a relationship instead of keeping uh, people separated. And we also like to bring together um, the salespeople and the managers. You know, a lot of companies are worried about mutiny on the bounty that they're going to all get together and leave. And we 
you just can't worry about that. If you do everything you can to help out the employees and uh, and the managers and the salespeople in particular, because they're bringing in the business, um, it's our job and responsibility to make sure that they're happy. We have the products for them to do well in the business. So that's kind of what we what we strive for. Yeah, I think it's funny, too, because there's so many times where we talk about communication in our line of work and people a lot of times think that I'm I'm explaining that I communicate with my borrowers or the realtor and stuff like that. But a lot of times I'm referring to the fact that I communicate with my team, with my company, with my underwriters, with, I mean, <laughs> my CEO, my yeah. VP of operations and stuff like that. So um, the well, lines too- of communication are just open throughout. Yeah, to to your point, uh, everyone's in fear. Borrowers are in fear uh, because they've heard so much bad stuff about the mortgage business. They're in fear until they close. It doesn't matter if they're buying a two million dollar home or a uh, hundred thousand dollar condo or something. Right. They're still worried because they've heard all the nightmares that go on. So it's our responsibility to make sure they're comfortable with the process. And then to your point, Derek, about team members, and if you you know our our thing with all companies should be is take care of your employees so communication uh, especially with your with your team if you're a loan officer and you have a loan partner or processor you need to make sure that you're you know communicating well and uh you know you have to treat people fairly and uh, treat them how they want to be treated and so and it's all about communication if that stops then uh there's going to be changes in the company on your team whatever whatever uh you know group you pick so I will say, like, I just had, I had Jane call me yesterday, you know, the head of under, underwriting, just call me like, hey, did you think about this on this file? We could possibly do it this way kind of thing. I mean, with that that particular file, like, we knew we were denying it because of the non-warrantable condo. The, the client didn't want an armed product for that. So we were, of course, getting out of it. But it was right. like, she didn't know that. So she's a call like, hey, we can do this. And she just called me right off the bat, like, hey, before I deny, like, we can do this this way, this way, and that way kind of thing and you go to other companies they they're not going to do that they're not going to call you you know you don't have that direct access to anything i love hearing that great man all right (laughs) great so what are some insights i know we kind of went over the growth part of it the strategies i know we're going more technology how do we plan to kind of achieve that to you know like you said to help the los operations everything else out there well, there's a lot of technology coming out. I mean, there has been for years, but it's really getting you know serious. I remember, uh, you know, uh, before we started the company, uh, the guy that owned the company I worked for said, there's not going to be loan officers in five years. And so, you know, it's it's getting closer to that if we don't watch out. So, you know, with the, with the AI, and AI is a thing. So we have a mobile app that we're uh, finishing up on you know the mobile app and it's going to go directly into an ai underwriting engine that approves it and it's a it's a fannie mae approvable approval so um, whatever it says the conditions are are so you know we'll have literally one day approvals if they upload the stuff that we need and uh, and we'll close in the minimum time which is what 10 days uh so yeah uh whatever the quickest time you can close that's how quick we'll be able to close so um so that's our focus you know we, the the business that we are in and and good loan officer in it's the relationship business with realtors borrowers wh- whoever they're speaking to you know you can anyone can go to the online lenders and put in an application and 
you know, oh, you're a pro. They'll connect with you either via uh, email or text or uh, or a phone call and say you're approved. So they do things in a little bit different order than we do, but it's still a high technology game. And so, um, you know, the the challenging loans uh, may not go through that way, but you know, we need to we need to have speed to approval and speed to close, and that will. And we're super focused on the technology piece, so it'll set us apart from a lot of other lenders in the market. But it's yeah. uh, when you're asking me going forward, the, like the a risk for us is, I mean, you can get a car loan in a day, right? Or less, yeah. you can get a car loan in an hour, whatever the time frame is. So why can't you get a mortgage? And that's where it's headed. And it's really headed that way now. And so um, it's just a lot closer to that point than it has been for, uh, you know, in the industry in general. Yeah, I don't think the loan officer will ever get out of it. The relationship is always going to be there, you know. Well, I, I and, think there's and, always there's going to be some somebody always involved in it, kind of thing. When they, you know, the the, the stats are somewhere about ninety percent of people shop for homes online first, and ninety percent of people shop for mortgages online first before they speak to anybody. So with the technology that's out there, and you know, some of these incredible videos of homes and the, you know, flyovers yeah. and uh, yeah. you know, just virtual the, tours and virtual like tours. That all that stuff. I mean, you could really get a pretty good idea of, uh, you know, what a house looks like. Now you can't, you know, you can guess on the neighborhood or guess on the neighbors, but, and see if it's right for you. Uh, my, my son and daughter-in-law just moved to Nashville and they didn't buy yet, but you know, they found the place virtually. They didn't see the house before they got in, but it's exact, but they knew of neighbors and kids and all that stuff that really matched up well with them because they had some friends living up there. So Awesome. So, all right. You brought it up. We're talking about a one day commitment, 10 day close. Like, are we allowed to broadcast that yet? Or is that just what we're working towards? Well, it's because <laughs> I uh, want to put it on a banner and let everybody know. We're the, the underwriting piece is done. Uh, right. So we're uh, we're not far from having that. I mean, our goal was to make sure it's completely set up before the refis start kicking in. Um, so that's, you know, what's coming up soon. And so ours is coming up soon, but yeah. it's, we've been working on it for about six months. That's awesome. Um, what do you think are some of the challenges that we're facing, you know, in the current mortgage industry? Um, you know, there, I know there's negativity in the news or whatever, but as far as challenges, uh, maybe it's competition or whatever. What are you seeing out there as one of our biggest challenges and, you know, how are we preparing to address them as a company? Well, there's the the challenges can, are actually going to turn in, I think, to advantages. So what's what's happening is you all know it's February 2024 right now, and rates are still high, and the information came out this morning that inflation is still a little bit high. So we were expecting interest rates to drop like next month, and I don't think it's going to happen. So I do think the rates are going to be higher for longer. You know, we were in this environment where rates were in the twos, threes, and fours for years. And then just in the last year and a half, they've gone up to seven, eight, you know, and now they've settled back down into the upper sixes, sevens right now. But uh, basically, the refis are cut off. So probably, I think the industry in general is down about 60 to 70% in overall volume. And uh, with that, um, you know, everyone's fighting for the same loan. Margins have squeezed. The good news for us is we've really watched our costs as the rates went up. So 
as business dropped, we focused on keeping our costs down. So we we're able to keep our, our interest rates. Like our rates right now are better than most because other companies have to raise their margins to make up for the losses. I think um, the number I heard was 80% of lenders in 2023 lost money. So it's a, there's not many people in our category that actually made a little bit of money. We didn't lose. So that was, that was good news, but what's happening. Uh, it's, a, it's a high percentage of, people are not renewing their license either. So there's a right. lot of mortgage people disappearing in addition to retirements. And uh, personally, um, you know, if you listen to Barry Habib, I think he's, uh, you know, he talks about looking back 32 years, what were the birth rates 32 years ago? Because that's the average age of a buyer and they were pretty darn good. So I'm expecting a very good mortgage market going forward for probably five to 10 years. In addition, when the, uh, things start adjusting, start improving, or normalizing for the for the market, and the stocks start rising. I think they're really, really going to start rising really quickly. There's like seven trillion in cash uh, in you know with these different investment companies. So there's a lot of people sitting on the sidelines waiting for kind of this this rush to happen. I think it's going to be a really good market for years to come. So if you're in the business. Congratulations, stick with it. Don't get out. Yeah, stay in the business. <laughs> exactly. Unless you don't work for our company, then you can get out. With... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, stop, yeah. stop by here first. We'll, we'll tell you some yeah. good news. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, we talked a lot of loan stuff and we talked about some relationship stuff. So, how does the company prioritize um, customer service? And can you kind of share an example recently that um, kind of improved customer satisfaction? Yeah, so we we uh, are graded on customer satisfaction. We're, we have been the number one lender in the country uh, with experience and previously social survey, number one in the country. And we've had lots of people in the top, you know, 50, 100. Uh, I think they had 70,000 loan officers at one time and over 400 companies. I'm, I'm, I think that's the correct numbers. And we we're number one. So our approval rating is really high, but to me, it's all about, like you all were talking about earlier, the, the uh, communication. And that's what creates the, the higher survey results is make, even if something bad goes wrong, let people know immediately, you know, and, and that way there's time to deal with it. If you don't say anything or you, you, you don't realize until the very end, the closing blows up, you aren't going to get a good survey. So it's all about the communication and you know, we, you know, we recommend at least once a week connecting with the borrower, the realtors, title company, uh, just to make sure everyone knows what's going on. Everybody's on the same page. And then, again, if if there's an issue, everyone can help you solve instead of you trying to figure it out on yourself by your own and on your own. And um, it usually doesn't work out well that way. So I will say because we're coaches on here that it is not at least once a week. You must make that call once a week. You're yeah, definitely gotta put yeah. that out there once a week. You're definitely updating well, and, everybody. <laughs> and really, you know, when you're you're going to be talking to the realtor probably several times a week because you're doing yeah. business with them already, and then right. you know you give them an update. And you, listen, there, there's there's not enough contacts. I mean, you can contact somebody three, four, five times a week, and they'll it's a heck of a lot better than zero. So um, yes. yeah, big, yeah, but big even the, there's times where I've made that phone call, like doing a you know a Tuesday update. And there, there is no update to give. We're waiting on the appraisal. They know that, you know, we're already through underwriting or, 
you know, whatever, but there's just no update. We're sitting pretty. We're doing great. Or sometimes the appraisal's already in. We're conditionally approved. We're just waiting on time to pass so we can do right. a credit refresh and stuff like that. But we're essentially clear to close and making that call, letting them know like, hey, we're groovy. There is no update because we're we're just sitting pretty waiting. That's the yeah. best call to make. Well, and there was and no update. And, and also it's an opportunity to ask them for a referral. I mean, that's, hey, that's a big piece that, it is. you know, yeah. It just, you know, you you should be. You did a great job for them, and and you should ask, you know, if they know anybody that's looking to buy or sell right now, you know. So it'll, um, it, if you don't ask, you won't receive because they aren't. They just aren't thinking, hey, this person needs something until you ask them. So uh, right. that's a big piece of some of the updates too. Is 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 asking. Okay, so there's some wisdom from. Brett Lindquist, what other advice would you give to a loan officer that's currently working in our market? Well, I mean, what's what's interesting if you're, you know, if you're a veteran, um, you know, everyone, every veteran thinks, my gosh, you know, why do I have to go make calls and to 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 the referral partners? And uh, if you stop, it's out of sight, out of mind. And you want to think it's not that way. But, you know, we you, you guys know we've been talking about connecting with your database. If this if any time in your career you connect with your the people you've done loans for, especially for in the last two years, now is the time to connect with them. And so, you know, oh, I haven't talked to him in a year and a half. Yeah. Call him up. And say, hey, this is Derek Brown with Mortgage Firm. And and uh, I'm just letting you know, I'm keeping an eye on rates for you. And when the rates get better, I'm going to connect with you and, and uh, talk about refinancing. Do you want do you have any information now you want to ask me? it's an easy conversation because you did a great job for them before and, and they're happy to talk to you. Now, if you don't say your name and the company, they, they won't know who you are because if you haven't called them, they forgot who you were after six months. I think the numbers are 70% of people forget who the realtor and the and the lender are within a year. So it's, it's not that they meant to forget you just, no one's talked to you and they, have this what thirty day window that they're speaking with you, so they just forgot your name, no problem. But let them know, and they're going to go, oh yeah, hey, good talking with you, appreciate you calling. But so staying connected now, and then, um, you know, you have to continue calling on realtors. Oh my gosh, my realtors are retiring. Good, go get some more, or a financial planner, pick a pick an industry that you get a lot of business from, um, or oh, uh, they're just not doing any business. Good, go get some more who are doing business because. You know, you might have had five or ten realtors, realtors or financial planners you did business with. Make it 20 because they're all doing less. And until things start rocking and rolling again, you have to get referrals. It's all about the referrals because then you yeah. have an opportunity to ask for referrals from those referrals. And it snowballs that the people who are doing the best right now are hustling and they're developing new relationships They're connecting with them via either in person or Zoom. And uh, and just you know building new relationships. Why, why not? While it's a little bit slower, uh, I mean you have to when it's a little bit slower like it is right now. I got. I saw something. I want to. I think it was, it was from a, I think one of these coaches in these programs. It was today or yesterday on on social media, and it was like when leads are down, I just double my efforts. That's right. I double my calls. I double my touches. I double everything, and just keep going at it because it could be a slow period because of the market holidays, whatever. But if you just double your work for, you know, 30 well, days, you know, you're gonna, it's going to jump up. 
Yeah, and the reality is you aren't really doubling your effort because you just aren't getting the calls you used to get. So you're not working on all those loans you normally would have worked on. So you're just kind of putting in the effort you were doing before, but you're just doubling up on the number of people you're talking to. Right. Right. Kind of like that, I guess. So well, and they're like, I mean, I was talking with Chris, Chris Wilson, um, a phenomenal loan officer branch manager at our company. Uh, but this is I think like a year ago. She told the story of she had gone on vacation. Um, one of her loans just had a little hiccup and it like, it ended up still closing, but not without like some headaches and stuff like that. When she got back from vacation, she was like upset about it. The realtor was pissed. And this is one of her top realtors, like several referrals every single month, multiple closings, like for a year or whatever. And that person was mad at Chris. I guarantee you if a good loan officer had called that realtor that day and asked for business, there might've been a switch. You know, and that happens to like the best of us. Sometimes things happen, you know, it is what it is, but you know, had somebody called that agent that day might've been a different story. You know, Derek, you you never know what's going on. You brought up a good topic. Also, if there's a problem, call them more, reach out to them more, you know, don't, don't back off and say, Oh my God, they're upset with me. Don't do that. The more that you're connecting with them, even if like, if you say, I'm going to call you back in an hour and a half, if you may not have an answer an hour and a half, but you better call them an hour and a half or you lied to them. If you give right. them a time frame, you have to do whatever you said you're going to do within that time frame. Now, and, and you may call them back and say, hey, I don't have an update yet, but I'll, I'll, I should know soon. I'm hoping by whatever time you want to put on there. But uh, but don't don't give a time frame or don't say I'll call you tomorrow and then don't call them tomorrow. You have to do what yeah. you say you're going to do. Good point. No, and I, I think that we do a lot of work up front to try and try our best to prevent those problems from happening. But yeah. I mean, as soon as a problem comes up, we're on it. Like we don't try to hide around it or anything like that. Cause a lot of times we, we fix it and I'd rather fix it sooner. Right. You know, so but no, I, I always, I always say we, we earn our income at prequel. Cause if right. you, if you mess up the prequel, you aren't going, you know, you aren't going to close the loan. Right. And you aren't going to look, you know, so where, where we earn our living is at pre-call or initial contact. So <laughs> I get it. Steven, is there anything else you want to, you want to ask Brett or Brett, anything else you want to add? I don't well, know. I just, you know, if you're uh, for your listeners, um, you know, uh, uh, these guys just became coaches for our company, but if you're not getting coached, I'd, I'd highly recommend ha- getting a coach having someone hold you accountable, um, the different coaching programs, like our coaching program, we have uh, three students uh, with the coach on a call, but that way you're able to share information with, uh, you know, everyone can share information. Might've been a scenario or a new loan that someone's working on. So um, I'd highly recommend coaching uh, if, if you haven't done it before. And but you, know, you can research. start out. They've got to do the research for it. Because like one thing that is different and that I have always loved about our coaching group is that our coaches are actively producing loan officers in this business. So like last year was a tough year, but it was one of my favorite years in coaching because of all the camaraderie and accountability that we had. And it came from people that were going through what I was going through. So like there's some coaching programs out there that like they've got a coach, but it's not a licensed loan officer. They're just going by like the script of what you're supposed to do. Uh, buddy, you, I don't know if I can take advice from somebody that's not dealing with what I'm dealing with, you know? Well, 
Yeah, and, and or if you don't do a coaching group, get an accountability partner and with the company yeah. that you're working with just to share ideas because, you know, it's it's not, you know, th this this market, uh, you know, really for the last, you know, in 2022, rates went up so fast from three to seven. Yeah. And then and then, and then up to eight and 23 and it settled back down a little bit. But still. It's a shock. I mean, if you if you had I, when I got in the business, uh, 1983 rates were 14 and a half. People were still buying homes. <laughs> and oh, and oh, by the way, it was two discount, one origination fee to get that rate. So it was three points and 14 and a half percent. So you know, then the whole thing went to no points and all that stuff. So um, people still are buying homes no matter what. They they have to either getting transferred or. They need to. They don't want to be in a renting situation. There's always movement on purchasing homes, and you know people say, "Oh, there's no inventory." There's inventory out there. You know, there's there's things. Or if you connect with realtors, they may have a listing that's about to come on the market that isn't up there yet. So if you have those relationships, then you're going to find out that something's come up. So, um, and I like that. That's a good point. I have a deal happening right now, completely off market. They were about to put it up. Yeah. They told me, "I hey, I have a buyer." that would fit let's talk and they're writing up a contract now yeah it's all it's all about the hustle factor right now and, and uh going back to what you're saying about the connecting with other people or loan officers that are going through what you're going through it's a tough market it's hard to keep your uh mind right and and right. something that i always recommend or people that are having either you know any kind of problem marital problem or whatever the it's you've got if you have to focus on yourself Make sure you're getting your rest. Make sure you're eating decent. You know, try to get some exercise in. Make right. sure you're focusing on yourself. If you don't meditate, maybe learn how to meditate. Um, but really, the the better you are mentally, the 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 more you can, the better person that you're going to be. You know, out there in the world. But you just you you have to feel good about yourself in this in uh, in this market because it it is not easy. But if you stick with it, I think we're all going to have a, a really good time in the next uh, several years. So I'm excited about the future. Steven, yes. any last words? No. How am I supposed to follow up him after that? I know. I know. <laughs> I'm all jacked up, ready to go close some loans. Let's go I help got, some people buy houses. Listen, man. Turn he on, is the sales guy. He's, turn, turn on, turn on some great music you love. Just make you know, keep your keep your spirits high, because I mean, people are falling out of the boat in our industry. They are they yeah. are getting out in droves, and when it starts coming back, you know, it takes a while to start getting. You know, if you just oh, I'm going to get back in the business, it takes a little while to get rolling again. And if you have yeah. all the relationships with these different people you're getting referrals from, they're going to stick with you. Because the yeah. other people disappeared, they were gone for a year or two or whatever. So uh, it's I'm I'm telling you, we're I've seen a lot of these markets already, and the guys who stick with it, that focus on themselves and try to get better and learn new pro. Like in the last couple of years, it's been a lot of new programs, right? I mean, you're doing odd things you normally probably may have not have done if it was super busy. So, but now you know about some programs that are you know, bank statement loans or. You know, pick a pick a so uh, well versed in non QM last year. Like, and I <laughs> like three years ago, I I didn't even know what non QM stood for. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> last year, we were trying to pull any loan in that we could just to you know keep our staff employed and keep yes. you know, food on the yes. table. 
Um, and then come to find out some of these non-QM loans, they're easy. Yeah. Like, figure that. It's easy stuff. Like for us, I guess, I, I, I don't know. And maybe it's just some of the investors we work with um, or maybe it's our training that we have, but I just, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's- I we, think every, uh, the, the lenders who offer those type of loans, I mean, they're not- cranking either so man anything they can do to help yeah. you know us they're, out they're trying to pull stuff in the door too yeah yeah, yeah. so all right a lot, a lot of them are like yeah we don't take that low of a loan amount but we will now yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right yeah because yeah. i had like a, a non-warrantable condo and technically it was a studio and we reached out to one of our investors that does not do studio condos and i was like i mean this wall it's almost not a studio but yeah. like, and then I explained, like, we had a really strong borrower and they're like, you know what, Derek, we'll do it. Okay. And there you yeah. go. Ask yeah. for the business. You shall receive. That's it. Easy, easy as that. All I did is ask. A asking you shall receive. That's exactly right. Awesome. All right, Brett, I appreciate you coming on our little podcast here. Great Thanks, time. Guys. Thanks for just being a part of it. All the great insight that you provided. Uh, everyone, this is Brett Lindquist, CEO of the mortgage firm. 2022 Hall of Fame member for FSU Business. Congrats on that, by the way. Thank you. Was, was it last year that you got inducted in or was it in 2022? Um, it was uh, in 22. Yeah, okay. so it was really, you know, it's, a, it's an honor, you know, when you, out of the, I don't know, 20,000 uh, business graduates, there's only like, I think it's 70 people now are in the Hall of Fame. So it's really a cool honor and I'm very involved up there and mentor students and um, you know, just have a lot of great relationships. That's, that's something, well, one more thing that I highly recommend is get into different groups. Like when I coach these or mentor these students at Florida state, they're about to get their jobs, get into different groups. Like I'm involved with the Florida state group. I'm involved with a sales group. I'm involved with a, a coaching group. I'm you know involved yeah. with the chamber. And so, um, and er everyone should be doing that. Get out get out of the house, you know, and, and, uh, and meet more, the more people, you know, that the, they know what you're doing, the more opportunities that, uh, that you're going to get. So is this the, I'm going to do great speech that you had to do. Do you want me to, uh, the, the, I'm going to do that, great. That, because I that, had, I, I had to give a speech. I want, you, oh yeah, I want you to tell the story to end it off because with people that are listening on here that are, you know, everybody has, yeah sales reluctance to see so this well, is you know what I'm, I'm i'm really glad you brought this up it's a quick quick story but i was going to give a speech and i was introducing hall of fame members this is a year before i got in and it's in front of 500 people in texas and i'm like i don't am i going to pass out when i go up there and it was the darndest thing i um i said told somebody you know hey man tonight i gotta give this speech i said oh i hope i don't pass out and they go you're gonna do great and i was like Oh, okay. And so then I told someone else, you know, cause I'm like freaking out, you know, I got to give this speech. And so, um, I told someone else and I, they said the same thing, man, you're going to do great. And then we're at the event and I'm sitting at a table and there's a gal next to me who was actually getting into the hall of fame. And I said, I hope I don't, my knees don't buckle when I get up there. And she looked at me and said, you're going to do great. And it, it changed my world. I want, I, I want, <laughs> I'm going to do great. I'm mean, self-talk is so important yeah. that, you know, you're, I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, I'm going to freak out or knees buckle or stutter or whatever. 
and uh, got up there and rocked it. One thing I would say to anybody who wants to do some public speaking is, you know, tell a story about yourself or something that is related. Like I told a, a Florida State swimming story to a bunch of Florida State people. And, uh, you know, people are always interested in uh, athletes and how they train and all that stuff. And I just told a story and it got me comfortable because it's a story that I tell. And I, then I got comfortable in front of 500 people, you know, uh, with a mic in front of me. And so uh, it really worked out great. But, um, uh, you know, it's it's nerve. If you don't do public speaking, it's nerve wracking. And but yeah. if you if you want to do it like you guys know, you, you've done it now and um, you just you got to practice it, you know, not oh, not yeah. be scared. <laughs> yeah. And I even when it comes there. to public speaking, you know, we can say practice makes perfect. But still, you know, we've done it when you turn around, and you see 200, 500 eyes staring at you. It's different. It is. <laughs> but that's where hopefully, you know, just all that practice comes through. So, yeah, <laughs> I love that story, man. I don't yeah, remember man. what I said up there, but it's yeah, great. Right. Yeah. He did great. <laughs> well, did great. Uh, so somebody had written the speech for me and there's just words that I wouldn't use. And, and I started kind of reading some stuff. I said, guys, and this is in front of 500 people. I, I got to tell you, I, this isn't how I talk. So I'm going to go off screen. So probably 90% of what I said was, you know, around the outline of what was written, but it was not because I was like, that 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 saying the words and it's just I, you know uh, i yeah. can't i don't like reading in front of 500 people no. either so it's just uh <laughs> anyway enough of that but i appreciate you guys having me on great time great job hey, guys thanks for joining us uh everybody out there listening again thank you brett Linquist, ceo of the mortgage firm you're amazing thanks for joining us and this is the brutally honest loan officer podcast thank you everyone we'll see you next week see you guys Ha, 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 ha.